finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, we are six days, I believe, if my math is correct, six days from the big midterm elections, and it is looking good for the uh, red team. Uh, I'm not sure why, but our president was in Florida where they got no chance. I guess that's where you send a guy when you know he's not going to help the cause. And uh, I have to say, we follow the president pretty closely when he goes out in public and he speaks, especially when he speaks off the cuff. And I would say yesterday, the president, Joe Biden, set a new record. He I don't know how long he spoke for, but he uh, he he strung together a list of lies and just, just ridiculous exaggerations like we've never seen before. We have the sound. We have the video. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Our president is not going to make it two more years in case you were wondering he sounded terrible. Uh, he looked terrible, but not nearly as bad as the uh, the candidate who might win a Senate seat in Pennsylvania. Uh, John Fetterman's not getting better. He sat down with Don Lemon, who has a new morning show on CNN. I'm watching it, so you don't have to. It's every bit as bad as you may have imagined. And uh, the dumbest man on TV sat down with a uh, brain damaged cadaver, and it was. Uh, and there was uh, laughs all around. It was uncomfortable to watch. I got all the numbers, by the way. I got all the polls, the latest polls here. And there's a lot of red ink on the page. Unfortunately, uh, that one is still a toss-up. But we'll see how it goes in Pennsylvania. Joe Biden wants you to know, you know, his son died in Iraq a few months after he got back. He wants you to know uh, that he met the guy who invented insulin, the guy who died before he was born. Just an, an incredible <laughs> mishmash of lies and uh, and verbal fumbles, as the New York Times calls it. James Corden apologizes for stealing Ricky Gervais Gervais's joke word for word in the in a uh, in a fair system. James Corden would be fired today. That used to be a fireable offense. Not anymore. Things are uh, things are getting crazy in New Jersey or in New York. I'm sorry. The Brooklyn Nets are going to hire. It sounds like former Celtics coach Ime Udoka, who was suspended for a year for various transgressions. And I guess they don't have the same standards in uh, Brooklyn because they're going to hire this uh, creep. Um, And uh, the Supreme Court is hearing uh, is going to rule on affirmative action. That would be systemic racism. And uh, one of the justices invoked Liz Warren and or uh, he didn't name her. He just mentioned someone lying about their Indian, about their Native American heritage. I think we know who he's talking about. We'll tell you more about that and lots more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by MyPillow. Today's show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. It's that time of year. It's time to start thinking about the holidays, thinking about Christmas 
And this is how you make it easy. You go to MyPillow.com. You can get the standard MyPillow, normally $69.98 for only $19.98. With code word Jerry, MyPillow is made in the USA. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on, and it makes a great Christmas gift. Get it now and support this show and strike back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't available in big box stores and you know why, but you can get factory direct pricing. If you order from mypillow.com using code word, Jerry, not only can get the pillows, you can get the Giza sheets Buy one, get one free half office slippers. They have the greatest slippers in the world. Six piece towel set, regular one Oh nine 99, just 39 99 with code word, Jerry over 150 products at mypillow.com. Check it out. It really makes Christmas shopping easy. Just go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Jerry. I don't know how many other people are doing it, but I'm, I'm, I'm sitting back and watching CNN's answer to, the, uh, to their struggles in the ratings in the mornings. Their, their morning show that they had for uh, years, I think, with John Berman and uh, Brianna, Brianna, whatever her name is, Keeler, uh, they dumped that. Uh, Cause it just wasn't getting any numbers and they uh, put a new morning show together and they built the show around Don Lemon who failed miserably at night. I guess they're afraid to just dump him. So they put him in the morning, put him in between two women, uh, Caitlin Collins, who's a white house reporter and uh, Harley Popo, Poppy Harlow, Poppy Harlow and, and Caitlin Collins surround Don Lemon and the new morning show. It looks awful. It sounds, it's everything they do and say sounds like fake and canned and contrived. And there's nothing natural about it. They're trying to uh, emulate Fox and friends, which has been kicking ass in the ratings for like 20 years. And it's just a disaster. Uh, But they're doing, they're trying to capture some of the, uh, the momentum from the midterms and we'll get to the midterms. It's looking good. It's looking good for, for my team. Uh, but they, uh, but they, they're fake laughing and giggling and having small talk. Yesterday, the Don Lemon talked about his hero, his idol, uh, Brian Gumble, and then, ooh, guess who is a special guest? Brian Gumble comes out, and they talk about how you don't get a lot of sleep when you do morning TV and how tough it is and whatever. And uh, and Don Lemon fawned all over uh, uh, Brian Gumble. He didn't reach into his pants like he sometimes does when he. Uh, you know, when he likes somebody like he did to the uh, bartender on Long Island. But uh, they're, you know, they're going to make a new, t- they just had Josh Shapiro, the uh, the little guy who's running for governor in Pennsylvania. They're doing, they're making the rounds. They have Katie Hobbs having all the losers on, including, we hope, John Fetterman. And just the thought of Don Lemon sitting down with John Fetterman, just, I mean, that's what they should do. Get rid of the, the two women. Just have Don Lemon and, and John, if Fetterman loses, on Tuesday, please, God, if he loses, you have Fetterman and Lemon as a morning show. Who wouldn't watch that? I mean, they could have Joe Biden on as a regular guest, have those three. You got one guy with no brain, one guy with a brain, with brain damage, and one guy in the throes of dementia who's just completely lost. That would be good morning TV. But uh, we'll have to settle for this. Don Lemon and and uh, John Fetterman, and, and by the way, I, I Quick question before we get to the to the sound and the video. Who decided that John Fetterman, I understand they're hiding him. We, we saw the debate. It was the single worst debate performance in American political history. 
Everybody knows Democrat, Republican. Everybody knows he's incapable of doing the job. Everyone knows he's unfit for the office. Um, but what they've decided to do is hide him in the basement, which worked for Biden. And it appears he is literally in a basement. He's like, he looks like he's in a cell, in a prison cell, just old brick walls behind him, dirty old brick walls. And he's sitting there and his, his Carhartt hoodie uh, just Obviously, he's got a screen in front of him because he can't understand uh, the the spoken word. He needs words typed on a screen. A guy who's wants to serve in the Senate for the next six years is looking at a a screen and and waiting for questions to get typed for him, and then mumbling some completely incoherent answer to everything. I'll give you one frightening thing I learned before we get to Fetterman and uh, Lemon in this meeting of minds, I saw a TV doctor and I forget who it was, or I didn't get the name, a TV doctor. You know, they have all these doctors come on and talk about the medical condition of various uh, politicians, whatever, uh, Biden. Um, the, the TV doctor said, when you have a stroke like Fetterman did, the best chance to recover, to rehabilitate comes in the first six months and the guy says, after six months, it is what it is. That's basically what you're looking at. The condition he's in, it's been since May. So it's been about six months. He's done all the healing he's going to do. That is amazing. That should be a, a Dr. Oz commercial, but I'm, I know Oz is afraid to... Uh, to exploit the, uh, the, you know, the medical condition of his opponent, but uh, some, some super PAC should put together a commercial with a doctor who tells you that that is amazing. The guy is as good, as sharp, as bright, as coherent, as lucid as he's going to get. I know all his surrogates, all his supporters say he's getting better. He's going to continue to get better. He'll be fine. He'll be okay. I don't think so. I think what you see is what you get. And if he wins Tuesday, he begins his term in January, and he has six years in the uh, in the Senate. That's true. Mrs. Mrs. Majors in the comment line says uh, Obama's coming in to save the day. I'm not sure they could. I don't care who they bring it in. Obama, but they brought Biden in. He's appeared with Biden. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not sure it matters. I think in the end, when people go to the polls. They're going to say, I'm not a big Dr. Oz fan. He's he's a little creepy and whatever. But this there's only one of the two who's capable, who's physically, mentally capable of filling the duties of a U.S. of fulfilling the duties of a senator. He just I've never seen anything like it. He can't do it. Quick uh, again, before we get to the sound, I, I was making a list of things that he could not do. Let's be honest. I'm, I'll, I'll pretend I'm talking to a bunch of uh, undecided voters. The, this, the term always fascinates me, undecided. Six days until election, when we've had wall-to-wall coverage for months and months and months, and there are people undecided? Really? Anyway, uh, undecided voter. You're just an average person. You're whatever, living in the suburbs, wherever, wherever city. And uh, you're looking at Fetterman, the six-foot-eight-inch, 350 pound cadaver who is on the ballot. Do you think he could be your mailman? No. Pretty basic job. Do you think, uh, yeah, I'll throw these questions to you, Ironhead. You're, you're a typical father of two, hardworking, you know, not the brightest guy in the world. Not, you know, you're not, you know, 
right. Not exactly a news junkie. Uh, what did you say when I asked you to get Don Bolduck on the show? You said, who's that? You, I did. You live in New Hampshire, right? No, I know. I <laughs> I was thinking of someone else, but I know I've seen oh, right, right, I've seen, right. I've seen the attack right. ads on him constantly up here. You have to. I mean, my God, it must be nonstop. I spend you know half my time in Maine and it's on the TV up there just because it's close to New Hampshire. Anyway, uh, would you, you, you need, you're going away. You and your wife going away from the weekend. You need someone to watch your dog. <laughs> would you trust John Fetterman to watch your dog for two days to walk him, to feed him? No, to take it. I'm not worried about my dog chewing on my kids. I'd be more worried about them seeing him near my house. <laughs> All right. Well, how about, uh, would you uh, have him babysit? You're going out for the night with the, with the little woman, you're going for dinner. You need a babysitter. He's your neighbor. He's got nothing to do. He's just hanging around. That one's, that one's a possibility because they'll probably play with the same toys. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, do you think if you pulled up at the drive-thru, not that you do this all the time, but pull up at the drive-thru at Burger King today, mm -hmm. and he's at work in the window, do you think he could get your order right? Is he on the register side or the second window where they hand you the food? Big uh, he's on the register. He's got to no. get the order and put it up, and then the cook. Do you think he could get it? Do you think if you got your bag from the the window that it would have everything <laughs> your usual, have like three Whoppers, Six orders of fries, vanilla shake, your usual. Do you think he would get it right? I think he would claim it's right, but I'd see like some pickles and shit on his how about, clothes. How about if you went to Dunkin' Donuts and you got your usual? You you know, you get the you know large regular 16 sugars and, and uh, six creams. I get cold brew cream only. get that right? N no. I don't. <laughs> how about would you hire him as your accountant if he was an accountant? Would you hire him as a lawyer if he were a lawyer? Would no. you, if you walked in the waiting room, a doctor's appointment, and this big lug came out and started babbling incoherently, you would run the other way. I don't think he's unfit for to be a U.S. senator. I think he's unfit to do anything. If he were bagging your groceries, at the grocery store, I have no doubt he'd put the eggs on the bottom. No doubt. <laughs> Definitely. He would put the eggs on the bottom. You get home, half of them would be uh, broken. He's He belongs in rehab. He belongs uh, in, in, at Spalding Rehab right now, getting his, uh, doing his best to, to return turn to normal life. The idea that he would, he's about to, he's possibly going to join the most exclusive club in the world, a deliberative body that requires its members to do to debate to speak to listen to persuade others to vote on the most important issues of the day is utter insanity this he is incapable maybe maybe a security guard like guarding a like a parking garage where you sit there all night you know look at your phone maybe he could do that job i can't think of too many other jobs where you're required to speak to think to think on your feet he could do none of those things. None. He could probably yet, be a pretty good crash test dummy. Pennsylvanians, literally, I mean, I've got to get the number. There's been like a million early uh, voters already. 600,000 voted before the debate, which to me is a real problem. You're voting before you get to see him against his opponent. But whatever. I, I mean, there's, there's still a chance. I, there's a good chance. Let me look at the poll right now. The latest, I'm looking at... Real clear politics. Is there one from today? No. How about yesterday? Yes. Yesterday we have Pennsylvania, Oz versus Fetterman, the morning call poll tied 47 47. 
47% of Pennsylvania voters are going to vote for a man who could not, this is not, I'm not being facetious. I'm not exaggerating. He could not work the drive through window at Burger King. He could not. He could not walk Ironhead's pit bull without losing his way. He'd, he'd take the dog for a walk and like two hours later, you'd be like, your kids or whoever neighbors would be like, whatever happened to that big goof that was walking the dog and they'd put out an alert, like an Amber alert and they'd have to find him. Yeah. He's six foot eight bald. He's got a dog and he's lost and they'd find him take, you know, just completely, you know, three miles from home trying to find his way. He couldn't do anything. And yet here he is six days away from possibly becoming a, a, a winning election and then January taking a seat in the U.S. Senate. It's bizarre. He's This is a Republican seat. They're, he's replacing a Republican. This is not Massachusetts. This is not uh, Washington State or, or, or Rhode Island. This is Pennsylvania, which I the last I checked was a, you know, was a purple state at best. And they're going to elect a guy with brain damage, incapable of doing the job, who wants to end fracking, release convicted murderers, legalize heroin. Even if he had his wits about him, it's insane. It's crazy that he's involved here, that he's that he's tied with Dr. Oz. But hey, well, you know, he's on the campaign trail. Maybe, maybe what we should do is give him a chance here in the last six days, Ironhead. Maybe we should listen to what he has to say as he makes these various appearances on the uh, campaign trail. Let's hear it. What did, uh, how did it go with uh, Don Lemon? How long is this cut? Yeah, I know it's. Uh, this is about 45 seconds, but I, I think the, the best part, if he does, it's a kind of like a win-win for us if he wins. I know, I know. I was, I was talking to Minahan about that last night. I'm making, here's my prediction before we get, I know I'm dragging this out. My prediction, we, meaning the good guys, meaning the red team, are going to win all these races people are focusing on. We're going to win Ohio with J.D. Vance. We're going to win uh, Arizona with Blake Masters and Carrie Lake, Nevada with Adam Laxalt. Um, we are going to win the New York governor's race. Lee Zeldin, Republican and uh, crime fighter against the absolutely inept uh, Kathy Hochul, unelected weirdo Kathy Hochul. And we're going to win Michigan because I think when people go into the voting booth Tuesday in Michigan, they're going to ask one question who's hotter? Tudor Dixon. Gretchen Whitmer. And there's no doubt. I mean, who's hotter? That's that to me is the important. That's the deciding issue. Who's hotter. So she wins that we win. I mean, there's going to be Don Bolduck. Ironhead doesn't know who he is, but he is going <laughs> to win in New Hampshire. General J Don Bolduck is going to be the next Senator from New Hampshire. Sanity is going to return to the Granite state. But unfortunately, uh, what are you pointing at? New Hampshire, right here. Oh, that's that's New Hampshire on your hat. Yeah, with the American flag. Okay. That that okay. Don Baldock, General Don, is going to win that and represent you for six years. But two things I'm worried about: New, uh, obviously Georgia. We do not have a great candidate, Herschel Walker. I just watched him do a long interview this morning. He struggles. He doesn't. Maybe he has CTE. Maybe he does. I don't know. He hasn't had a stroke. He's certainly more articulate than. Uh, Fetterman, but he's not a great candidate. He's got nothing to do with those women coming out of the woodwork from 30. If you come out with an accusation a week before an election and you're represented by Gloria Allred, I dismiss you out of hand. You know, I'm not listening to you. It's like Michael Avenatti. 
These are clowns. This is a, this is, this is, uh, you're not credible. If you really, you know, wanted to uh, tell your story, how about, you know, three, four, five, six, ten 10 months ago. Anyway, uh, but their candidate in Georgia is worse. Well, Raphael Warnock is worse. So, but that goes to a runoff if they don't get 50%. So that, that race is not going to end. It's going to go into December. We're going to lose one big race, Pennsylvania. We're going to lose. Fetterman's going to win. I don't know why, but he's tied despite all the evidence. So I think the people who've already decided, they've decided. And the Philadelphia machine, the Democrat machine, they are hard at work preparing to steal this race. I, I, I realize that could get me banned from whatever YouTube, but you know, they've done it before. They've already announced it's going to be days before they pick a winner, which is amazing. Brazil, which has like 220 million people announced the results of their election the other night, like in 10 minutes after the polls close, Pennsylvania is going to take a week, maybe two, as long as it takes to find the votes for Fetterman. But I'm going to tell you this right now. You're right. It's a win-win. If, if we get 51 senators, that's good. That means Chucky Schumer is out. That means we put the brakes on Biden's out of control spending. That's good. Ooh, I'm looking at this one. Uh, Catherine Levitt uh, in New Hampshire. You know who that is? Levitt, New Hampshire. She's the 25-year-old candidate for the House going against Chris Pappas. Latest poll, St. Anselm, she's up six. She's going to be the youngest woman ever elected to Congress. That is great. But back to Fetterman, if he gets elected, it's going to be a disaster. I realize eventually he'll be replaced. And if Shapiro wins, he gets the name the replacement. It'll be some other Biden rubber stamp. But just for comic value, comedic value, it might be worth it. Having Fetterman oh, yeah. in in office, he'll be in D.C. He'll go say hi to AOC, and she'll just instinctively mace him. It's going to be great, <laughs> and he's going to show up on the Senate floor like in a hoodie, yeah. with gym shorts, yeah, wandering great. aimlessly. Or Occasionally he'll be forced to speak, and it'll just be a a yeah. bleep show. It'll be two two options. He'll either look like an idiot in the the sweatshirt and gym shorts, or he'll have his, uh, his suit on with a teeny head again. Either look, I'm fine with teeny head and the bad, uh, the knot. He'll just be, <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll just be a disaster, but it is kind of scary that they think, mm. uh, they think this is the uh, best they can do. I mean, both guys, I, I, you know, again, I wish, I wish uh, we had a better candidate than Oz, uh, but at least Oz can speak. At least Oz can speak English, but, Anyway, enough of me. Let's get to Don. Let's get to Don Lemon, the new host of the CNN Morning Show. I forget what it was called. Uh, Don, the Don Lemon Show or something. This is where they're building their morning show around this moron. This guy who thought the, you know, the plane flew into a black hole. This guy who's just so, so dumb. Anyway, look at the look at uh, look at Fetterman sitting there. It's not a, not just a brick wall, but it's like a dilapidated brick wall. I guess it's good for his hearing issues, like like it's like soundproof or something. But what a look! That's your that's your choice. If you're a Democrat in Pennsylvania, your choice is this this guy, this little silver spoon trust fund brat who lived off his parents till he was almost fifty, who's never had a real job. Who's, who, who worked as mayor of Braddock, little town in Pennsylvania, making like uh, like 500 bucks a year. <laughs> an adult, an adult. His parents just gave him money. 
It's called CNN This Morning. Wow, catchy name. CNN This wow. Morning. It's really, we like to think of it as the Don Lemon show. He's the lead man. He's the star. He's the brains of the operation. And uh, he sat down with Fetterman yesterday. Let's let's listen. What is your message to him as he takes over this giant megaphone that is Twitter? Uh, no, I, I, I just am, am really just a, a, about just saying that, that I, I just want to make sure that we use your, your enormous your enormous power to just make sure that you know, we don't have the kind of platform where we push those kinds of, of theories. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to just say that, you know, given that we have this opportunity, um, you know, just using using the platform to, to, to really be about a, a force uh, of good. <laughs> oh, uh, OK, there is someone right now voting early in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh or Allentown pulling the lever, circling in the dot, uh, filling in the dot, the the, the spot for, for, for that man, voting for that man to be their U.S. senator. That is amazing. Do we have any more from that interview? I, I, I watched him talk about inflation. I mean, I, I don't know how smart he was before the stroke. I mean, he went to Harvard at some point, but he was just a rich kid, a little rich kid with connections. Uh, but... He, he can't handle anything. They can handle, they can give him the, you know, whatever. To, what do you think of uh, taxes? And he just can't even say, yeah, tax well, rich. And he, he, he's, he can't handle anything. I, I, correction, I said, I think I said Catherine Levitt. I, I, it's Caroline with a K, Caroline Levitt. Ironhead doesn't know she is, but she's going to be a star. If she can pull this out and it looks good, she's she's. Easy on the eyes. She's smart. She's 25 years old. She's going to be around for a while. But oh, we got some more with these two. Yeah, this is the inflation one. Allegedly. Oh, good. Let's listen to Don Lemon ask. I mean, it's not. Lemon's doing his best. Lemon, what's he supposed to do? Asking uh, this idiot about uh, inflation. If you had some concerns, maybe you're, again, you're uh, undecided. I wonder what John Fed, inflation's killing everybody. Inflation is a problem for everybody uh we'll get to joe biden talking about it in florida yesterday but uh, don lemon asked the obvious what are we going to do about inflation let's listen well let's talk about inflation because that's a big concern for voters what do you think the biggest cause of inflation is and should the biden administration be doing more I, I just do. I, I think the, uh, that simply is also we have this talk about the trillions in, in massive tax uh, tax uh, cuts to the corporate uh, tax uh, structure as well. True, you know, trillions of dollars that have added to the deficit, and and now they still want to support those as well. True. I think in terms of being very serious about uh, addressing inflation, is is making sure that those rates are brought back <laughs> into a line with what they they should have been. Uh, where they're able to uh, fight uh, the, the, the deficit. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. Is, even, even if he was articulate, even if he were making some sense, asked about inflation, he just starts babbling about tra- trillions and corporate tax cuts. I don't know. Is that, that, is that why we have inflation? Couldn't be the trillions in out-of-control spending by your man in the White House. Could it be, John? You 
I'm sorry. I can't feel bad for him. He's, 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 you know, if he were to step down and go into rehab, if his, if his L, if his abusive wife, the power mad lunatic behind the throne here, Giselle, former illegal alien, current bisexual Giselle is a terrible person, a terrible wife, just, just forcing this poor lug to go through this. I could feel bad if he'd step aside, but not if he's trying to uh, take the 51st seat in the Senate. But anyway, uh, imagine how old is he? 50? What is he? 48, I think. Uh, Imagine when he's Joe Biden's age. I mean, I don't think he's going to make it. That's the other thing. If you have a stroke, you know what else it means? It means you're more likely to have another stroke. That means... It's it's there's a good chance it could happen again, especially if you're that guy. He's only 53. He's 26, 27 years younger than Joe Biden. Oh, tell me you wouldn't pay real money to just have those two sit down, mic'd up, just have a conversation. Joe Biden and uh, and John Fetterman. Let's get to Biden in Florida, man. I think I see the strategy now. You want it to appear like Biden's involved in the midterms. You send him somewhere where you have no chance of winning. I mean, DeSantis is up double figures. He's going to win in a rout. Charlie Crist is a terrible candidate. I mean, Charlie Crist, he's talking about bringing back mask mandates and vax mandates in Florida. <laughs> it's almost like he's trying to lose. Uh, but and, and Marco Rubio's running away from Val Demings. He's, there's no, he's not helping anyone down there except maybe, except maybe the Republicans. So he goes down there and he thinks, you know, I'm speaking in front of a bunch of old folks, retirees, and he's lying about, uh, about the Republicans trying to cut social security and Medicare. Obviously I don't think it's working. That's the lie. Every time the elections roll around, he brags about the largest increase in social security payments. He's got nothing to do with it. It's by well, actually he does. It's, it's a law. I think it was signed into law by, by Nixon. It's been a law for 50 years, 60, 50 something years where the increase in social security payments is tied to inflation. So the only reason they're getting more in their social security checks is because Biden has driven up inflation. So I, I guess he should brag about that, but it wasn't out of the goodness of his heart is because he caused inflation. So they get more money because everything costs more and the white house is tweeting and bragging about higher. I guess that's, they just guys like Biden just think everyone's stupid. And I guess, you know, maybe everyone in his world is stupid, but I mean, they're just lying. That's just one of the lies. If you missed it, it was an amazing performance by Biden yesterday. I know we ask all the time, who's behind him? Who's talking to him? Who's advising him? Who's writing the script? I realize he occasionally wanders off off script, but I was trying to live tweet his lies. And as I, I joked, I said, it was like, it's like live tweeting, you know, the Kansas city chiefs when Mahomes is on a roll, trying to keep up with all the big plays and all the yeah. scores, you know, you can't keep up. He just, it's just one after another, after another. He, 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 I don't know how long he spoke for, but he strung together like a dozen lies. He said he met the guy who invented insulin, a guy who died before he was born. It's just an, and as usual, they're just meaningless. They're just born out of insecurity. He's an insecure child. 
This is like the kid in high school who shows up every day lying about, you know, how he played in this, the game last night or things he did, you know, on vacation, just trying to impress you, trying to uh, make you know friends by making up stories. That's the president of the United States. I know I'm repeating myself, but let's get to it. What do, what do we got? Well, oh, by the way, the New York Times actually covered this. They covered this and they called it, um, um, what do they call it? Verbal fumbles. They said <laughs> there were verbal fumbles from Joe Biden. <laughs> verbal fumbles. Do you, do you remember when uh, uh, Donald Trump would occasionally uh, tell a, uh, tell a uh, half-truth? about his, I don't know, crowd size or about his golf game or something. Did they used to call those verbal fumbles? Mm-hmm. What do they call those lies? I'm just trying to trying to remember. But uh, with Joe Biden, the New York Times, I, I guess it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something that they actually covered it. But these are now called verbal fumbles. And um, they, they, they had an article. Let me get it up here. Yeah. The, they, they actually wrote... This is amazing. This is a bad sign for Joe Biden. They might be preparing their uh, off-ramp to get rid of this guy. Mr. Biden, who at 79 is the oldest president in American history, has a long record of gaffes dating back to when he was a young man. This is the New York Times. But his misstatements have become more pronounced and more noticed now that he has the spotlight of the presidency constantly on him. While Mr. Biden has said he intends to run for a second term, his age ranked at the top of the list for Democratic voters who told pollsters that they want the party to find an alternative, according to a survey by the New York Times. That was, that is, I believe in today's New York Times, they are talking, writing the headline says, Biden verbally fumbles during his campaign trip. In in other words, he lied over and over again. Let's just get to it. Let's get to a small sample. What do we got? Uh, this is him uh, defining inflation and how it works. It's a it's a short one. I always I thought it was funny. This would be a verbal fumble. This is not a lie. It's just him. I mean, this is incredible to me that the president doesn't even understand the first thing about economics. Not a damn thing about economics, and he's the president. Go ahead. That's what I call inflation. The end of the month, what you have left, you have no money, that's inflation. What's, what do you, the things you need, are they going up? <laughs> and they are. They are. <laughs> Is it possible he's 80 next, uh, whatever, next month? He's like a really old 80, you know? I mean, yeah. there's 80s that aren't really that old. And uh, I would say certain, you know, uh, you know, Nancy, mine, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, I don't know, Fauci, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Ringo, Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr's not an old 80. That man is a really old 80. Let's get to some more of his highlights from yesterday. What else we got? Uh, this is uh, his biggest uh, tripping on words moment, I thought. And it also showed his bald spot like crazy, so I definitely wanted to play it. <laughs> Bald spot with the long hair in the back. God, what a look. Go ahead. Well, if anybody think if we we're doing it for the first time now in the 21st century, going into the 20th, from the 20th century going into the second quarter of the 21st century, that we'd say 12 years is enough? Think 12 years is enough in the, going into 20, 30, 40, 50? 
what the hell? I don't even want to ask what, what he's talking about. But I couldn't tell you. I tried to find out. Not, to me, the most alarming is when he's talking about his son, Bo, my Bo. Uh, everybody feels bad. Bo died. Bo apparently was the, was the, uh, the, the, the pariah in this family because he was a stand-up guy by all accounts. Served in Iraq, served as uh, attorney general in Delaware, was going places. Uh, and, you know, when he died, his scumbag brother moved in on his widow, started banging his widow, uh, got his uh, got his widow on drugs. I mean, just real bad. He's, he, obviously, his father, his brother, his uncle, they're all really, really bad people. But apparently, Bo wasn't so bad. Bo died six years after serving in Iraq of a brain tumor. He, did, he didn't die in Iraq. His father really, really wants you to think he did. And he's just going to keep saying it until people, I don't know, believe it. It's just the most bizarre thing. Nobody believes it. Everybody knows it's not true. It's easily debunked. He did not die in Iraq. He, he just he just won't let it go. And I'm sure, you know, his advisors say, Joe, he didn't die in Iraq. There's, not, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in the fact that your son died. I mean, just the opposite. He's a stand-up guy, a noble guy. Very, very, very tragic. Everybody's, you know, sympathetic. Why lie about it? Why lie? And if you think it doesn't matter, talk to some veterans, talk to some wounded veterans, follow, you know, Joey, Johnny, Johnny, Joey Jones, or Robert O'Neill, or some of the prominent veterans, people have lost limbs. They don't like this. They don't like him stealing valor, which is what he's doing, stealing valor. And it's not even just for his son, it's for him. He wants so badly to be gold star father. So he just makes it up. Go ahead, play it. His hooch where he's lived in Baghdad was next to a burn pit. Just like those folks in 9-11, you know, that are exposed to all that toxic smoke. Well, guess what? They burn everything in those burn pits from oil to human feces to everything. Everything. And he breathed that in for a year. And he died. More people are coming home with brain cancer. Glioblastoma, the death sentence. He made it for 19 months when he got home, but that was it. Okay, he made it for six years. I mean, honestly, we used to talk about this. Like, I can tell you what time my parents died, what day they died, exactly what time it was. I'll never forget it. He, he's, he's five years, four years plus off on the time his son died. His son, who he never fails to exploit. Just amazing. My son, uh, do we have the fumble when he's talking about the war, the war in Iraq? And he goes, oh, no, we're Ukraine. I'm thinking of Iraq because of my son. What? What? The war, this, this I know I say it every day. I don't care. We might go to war with Russia, a nuclear power, because of him, because of this man who can't keep, who can't think straight. It's just, it's just amazing. It's alarming. It's, it's, it's concern. But and hopefully all the, the right people will win on Tuesday and we can somewhat put the brakes on this guy, although foreign policy is still up to him and him only. Uh, but do we have that sound? Yep. Go ahead. And no change in the quality of it, just change in the price. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a couple second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now. Because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And uh, 
think of Iraq because that's where my son died. The uh, because he, the oh, oh, who is okay. This is a campaign stop. Can you imagine? This is your whoever, Charlie Crist or Val Demings or some candidate, and he's stumping for you. How is that inspiring anyone to vote for his side? It's just amazing that that you're sitting there, you're Val Demings, you're, you're your long shot, and you're watching this. You're going, "What the hell is he talking about? He's supposed to be talking about, you know, Marco Rubio and ripping Rubio and, and touting me, and he's t- he's babbling about burn pits and in Iraq." <laughs> oh God, is that scary? Uh, we got. Uh, we'll we'll move on. We'll move on. Just you know what. We'll wait till tomorrow because if he's out there again and they're going to try to hide him as best they can, they got Obama hitting the trail. And, and by the way, Jill Biden is hitting the trail, but not Joe Biden. Nobody wants him. No one wants to go near him on a, who's in a tight race, but we uh, we'll move on. We're going to, we got so much more to get to. Let me do, uh, let me do Shay. And then we're going to get to the latest on the uh, Paul Pelosi attack. We'll tell you who was asleep literally on the job on that one. James Corden apologizing for stealing from Ricky Gervais and a bizarre move by the uh, Brooklyn Nets. But uh, first, this is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home. Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away. They put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. I, I told you yesterday, simple, simple equation here. Simple proposal uh, when it comes to the attack on Paul Pelosi by David DePape. Uh, David DePop, David DePoppy, David DePapey. Seen his name, heard his name pronounced like six different ways. Whatever. The nudist hippie hemp jewelry making drug drug addict who lived in a bus strewn with BLM signs and uh, rainbow flags. That guy, obviously a MAGA Republican, a Trumpkin, obviously wanted to kill Nancy Pelosi because, you know, he was inspired by Tucker Carlson. Clearly, man, what a stretch. That is a real stretch. They're trying, though, man, they are trying. Here's what we know. Uh, there is footage. There's this this surveillance footage. There's cameras everywhere. The whole neighborhood is strewn with cameras. The house had uh, video foot uh, video surveillance alarms. The cops had body cams. The cops said DePape attacked uh, Pelosi when they uh, entered the house or when they were at the door. They went in, tackled it, stopped them. 
so their footage is obviously uh, relevant here. If they show us the footage, like in the next 24 hours, then I'll say, good, I'll, I'll deal with it on its merits. If they don't, the fix is in. Simple as that. Uh, if you were wondering about uh, updates, we learned that the there is... There was video live, a live feed of the attack, and it was uh, supposed to be monitored by the Capitol Police. That would be Nancy Pelosi's secret police. This is her personal police force, which has a budget higher than the Chicago Police Department. Just a massive bloated budget all uh, at her disposal for her purposes. We've seen what they did on, on January 6th. Uh, we've seen them, uh, you know, obviously um, uh, doing whatever, doing her bidding. They were supposed to be watching those cameras. They have a field office. The U.S. Capitol Police has a field office in San Francisco. What? Their job is to protect the, protect the Capitol. But Nancy, they obviously, after January 6th, they got a huge jack uh, increase in their in their budget, and they can use it however they want. So these Capitol Police officers... We're supposed to be watching that camera as it happened. They weren't. They were. They weren't. They were sleeping. So we don't know yet what the angle, what the camera, what the video is going to show. But I watched the police chief again. He's making the rounds. Say they're going to show the footage to the family and the and the nine one one call. They're going to play the nine one one call and the video for the family first. That's what they're going to do. Is that normal? Is that what they do when all, I mean, we see 9-1, we see body cam footage all the time. We see video from all kinds, you know, subway attacks and uh, violence in the streets. Do they often say, you know, the public can wait. We need to sit down with the family and show them this video. And the papers being held without bail. Isn't that something different? We see these attacks happen every day. And guys walk with no bail or minimal bail. Why is he special? Oh, that's right. He attacked somebody who's married to the most powerful woman in the world. So I guess uh, different. Well, also, uh, if he gets out, he'll start talking. I'm, I'm not sure he's going to make a lot of sense. Man, he sounds like a very troubled individual. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, we'll, hopefully we learn more about his website, too, which was uh, he was posting whatever QAnon things on this website, which was which was started like the day, like a month ago. And the first post was the day before the attack. Very strange that this, that this drifter, this bum, this drug addict started a website called friendly friends or something. And he's <laughs> posting QAnon stuff one day before the attack, man, if you're into conspiracies and you know, kind of that, that, that kind of stuff, Look into that. That's all I'll say. If you're, you know, obviously there's no, there's not many journalists. It is amazing. You watch them cover this story on CNN or MSNBC or NBC, ABC, New York Times. They have one object objective is to protect the Pelosi's. They have one objective or two objectives, protect the Pelosi's and attack anybody who asks any questions about anything. If you don't accept the narrative from the Pelosi family in the San Francisco police department and the Capitol police. If you have any questions like why did he use his name? Why did he call the paper friend? You ask those questions and journalists will attack you. They don't like when people do actual journalism, they are there 
to protect the powerful. They are there to advance the the acceptable narrative that uh, the Pelosi's and the and the Democrats and the San Francisco Police Department want you to to believe. That's it. That journalism is uh, is dead, as we learned yesterday. As we learned yesterday, when the Intercept broke a massive story about corruption in the deep state, and everybody in the mainstream media either ignored it or criticized it and attacked the writer because he appeared on Tucker Carlson. Huge story about corruption in the intelligence community, pressuring big tech to censor, to ban their, the, their, their enemies. And the media was upset at the writer because he promoted the story on Fox news. Strange. We are in a very strange state with the mainstream media, but I want to get to a couple more things. Uh, the Supreme court, if you haven't heard, is now hearing a case on affirmative action. Now, as Every, as all decent people know, affirmative action is wrong. It's immoral. It is, uh, it is fixing, remedying uh, systemic racism with more systemic racism. Basically, what it is, uh, that's what uh, you know. Ayanna Presley, you know, my crazy congressman, she's big fan of uh, race-based admissions in college. Uh, you know, to fix all the race-based things of the past, we need more. We to, to, to fix all that racism, we need more racism. It's, it's crazy. They're, you know, they're, it, it's, it's one thing to say we should have um, whatever race-based admissions, uh, whatever it's in some state job or something, but to say, you know, medical school, you know, airline pilots, you know, doctors, surgeons, some real important jobs out there. And you want to base the selection partially on the skin tone of the candidates. Uh, we've lost our way. If that's how we're going to do it, we've truly lost our way. And anyway, hopefully the Supreme court strikes it down. That means uh, yeah, here's, here's my congressperson Ayanna Presley touting affirmative action. She says a diversity of lived experiences benefits all students, but generations of, Policy violence and institutionalized racism have led to deep disparities in educational access. Affirmative action is a critical tool to safeguard against discrimination and realize true educational equity. Man, could she jam enough buzzwords in there? Equity and policy violence and institutional racism. And so she supports race-based discrimination in college admissions in this case. Because in the past, we had race-based discrimination. Got it. Anyway, there was a highlight from yesterday's case, and I'm hoping, God, I'm hoping that they uh, rule in favor of the Asian kids who were denied admission to Harvard because, you know, of their race. And Sam Alito, Judge Sam Alito, went off on a, on a series of questions. I didn't say her name, but he talked about someone who would have fake Cherokee heritage. You know, how would that affect them? He asked, what would stop a student from using, quote, lore as a reason to claim minority status? It's family lore that we have an ancestor who is an American Indian, he stated. I identify as American Indian because I've been told that some ancestor back in the old days was American Indian. The, uh, the, the, the lawyer arguing for, for race-based 
for racism, institutionalized racism, admitted the student in that hypothetical case wasn't being truthful. Well, of course, we all know, uh, Ayanna, I mean, uh, Liz Warren has lied about everything. Uh, she's the only reason she got a job at Harvard. The only reason she's a U.S. senator, the only reason she was a presidential candidate is because she lied about her heritage. She said, yeah, she had high cheekbones and her grandpappy and grandmammy told her she was Indian. It was all a lie, advanced, of course, by her personal PR firm, the Boston Globe. It's a disgrace that we even have her as our senior senator. But it was a great point by Sam Alito. Why not just lie? Say you're part Indian. She did it. Worked for her. She got a job at Harvard teaching one course for 450000 a year. It kind of works for some people. Just another flaw in the whole case for judging people on the color of their skin, not the content of their character. I think we know which side of this argument Martin Luther King would come down on. Imagine, right, imagine busting your ass your whole life to get into Harvard. You finally, you pay all that money to get there. You get into class and that voice is the first thing. <laughs> She's your professor. That voice and that face and just listening to her, you're like, oh my God. Well, now, now. Obviously, she's off. I mean, and she's made, by the way, tens of millions of dollars, all because she lied about her heritage. Mm. Now, though, if you're a young kid at Harvard, you got into Harvard. Obviously, you're you're not Asian. They don't want any of those Asians, and, and they try to keep the white people out too. Uh, but you sit down to class, and Brian Steltler or Bill De Blasio comes in as your as your professor, your lecturer. You have to sit to listen to Brian Steltler talk about misinformation. Wilhelm's or, coming, or Bill De Blasio teaching. You go like, Jesus Christ! I'm at Harvard. I got to listen to this buffoon. Mm. Anyway, speaking of buffoons, James Corden. I love I love when people apologize for plagiarism. It's almost like when they claim that you know their account was hacked when there's some some bad tweets. It's just so ridiculous. Uh, James Corden said uh, he inadvertently told a brilliant Ricky Gervais joke on the show, obviously not knowing it came from him. It's brilliant because it's Ricky Gervais. You can watch all of Ricky's excellent specials on Netflix. Oh, sure. Inadvertently told a joke word for word. Inflection for inflection. (laughs) From uh, Ricky Gervais. And he just says, ah, made a mistake. Um, it's again, if there, if this was a guy at a newspaper or magazine, like a real newspaper, not the Boston globe, obviously they don't care. They, 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 uh, cultivate plagiarists as the globe. It's kind of like a job requirement at the globe, but at most newspapers you get fired and you don't get hired anywhere else. If you work at a magazine or a newspaper, but things have changed. We have a president who's a noted plagiarist. So I guess a late night comedian. James Corden is allowed to steal with impunity. Doesn't get suspended, admonished. Maybe, maybe Bill Maher will make fun of him. Uh, but other than that, the, the media will protect him, even though this used to be the cardinal sin, stealing someone's material word for word. Uh, speaking of stealing, the New Jersey Nets. I mean, I'm sorry, I keep saying that. The Brook only moved there, what, five years? Uh, ten. Ten years ago. Bro- ten years ago, the Brooklyn Nets apparently are all set to hire. Everybody in New York is convinced they are hiring uh, Ime Udoka. This is an amazing development. He used to be the Nets. He used to be an assistant in in Brooklyn. He was the Celtics head coach, led them to the finals, and then got suspended for a year 
for uh, bad behavior. Apparently banging someone at work is bad behavior, unacceptable. And we never, you know, it's amazing. I thought by now, by now, this, this thing happened how long ago? A month and a half now? At least minimum. I thought we'd know so much more. I thought this would blow up on them and we'd get all the details. There were a lot of people working the story. It, it was very strange. Cheating on your wife as a professional athlete or a professional coach is generally not, you know, a fireable offense. I've seen it. I've traveled with teams. There's a lot of guys cheating on their wives. I remember one time I was in a hotel in Cleveland and I was in the hall. I came out in the hallway like at late at night. It was like midnight. I don't know, going for some ice or something. And there was a very famous athlete, Boston athlete with uh, a strange woman. And they were like, like pawn each other in the hall going at it in the hallway. I'm not sure why they didn't just, I guess she couldn't wait till they got in the room. And I, he looked at me and he just, his, his head sunk. And I looked at him and I said, I got him now. He, no more of this phony family guy bullshit. I'll tell you who it was another day. Maybe I'll make you guess. We don't have time to get into it now, but he did something really bad. We don't know all the details, right? We know he was, it was his underling, his subordinate. He was making the moves on her. He was banging. And uh, that's unacceptable. Executive's uh, wife is like lead story. Brad Stevens was extremely upset with Grosbeck. They said, we don't stand for that. Suspended for a year. I mean, I thought they should have fired him at the time, but apparently it was, you know, de facto, a de facto firing. They uh, promote the, the assistant coach. They're doing fine. They're moving on. The Nets fire Steve Nash because they're off to a terrible start and they can't fire Kyrie Irving. And their answer is to hire a guy who just gets suspended for a year and we think there's a lot more to the story. They kind of moved on. Everyone moved on. But we think it was more than just uh, him having a consensual affair with a subordinate. Uh, there was there was a lot more to a lot more uh, bad behavior. I've been uh, reading, refreshing. Uh, there's an article in... Um, uh, a Sports Illustrated piece this morning, just ripping the the nets up and down for for uh, enabling Kyrie Irving, who's gone off into this friggin' uh, uh, Kanye West realm here, talking about black Israelites and anti. And apparently, the movie that he posted about on Instagram denies the Holocaust. And to me, that's I mean, I, again, you can do what you want, say what you want, you know. LeBron James put a hit out on a heroic cop and, and these frauds in the media didn't care at all, but now they do. And that's fine. That's fine. You know, uh, Kyrie Irving, he likes to be in the middle of it. He likes to mix it up and I'll let him defend himself. If he's really, you know, promoting, uh, anti-Semitic, um, but, but, uh, anti-Semitic movies. But anyway, um, uh, email, there's more to the story. We believe more to the story. He used crude language, you know, sexual harassment made people uncomfortable. That's some of the, the rumors. Remember what Matt Barnes said, Matt Barnes, former player, now host of uh, what's it called? Up in smoke, all the smoke on, uh, on Showtime. Mm -hmm. By the way, I was watching this, the best of all the smoke on Showtime. I stumbled across this the other day. It's his show. It's like a podcast, but it's a TV show. 
he's a host and there's some other co-host and their guests are on the couch and his guest was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is laying on the couch, like face down, like his head turned sideways. The mic bent down so he could talk with a huge fat joint in his mouth. His sunglasses on, stoned out of his mind, half asleep doing an interview on Showtime with, with Matt Barnes. <laughs> I guess this is uh, something different. I, you know, this is a, I don't know if every guest goes on and gets stoned, gets drunk, whatever, but it's, it was an interesting format. Sounds anyway, about right for Snoop Dogg. Matt, Matt Barnes talked about Ime uh, when it happened, when the whole thing went down and teased us and piqued our curiosity and, 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 and intimated that there's a lot more to the story. That was six weeks ago. We haven't heard a lot more to the story. We just know there was enough there for the Boston Celtics to say we, can't, we don't want him around for a full year. That same guy is going to coach the Nets immediately. So if, at best, these teams have really different standards for misbehavior unacceptable behavior for their head coaches. That's just amazing. The Nets, the Celtics are strapped with the guy. He's under contract and they suspended him. They'll, they probably, you know, were hoping to fire him, but they decided to, to keep him around for whatever reason. The Nets can hire anybody and they're going to hire a guy who's on suspension for grabbing one of his underlings and, and mistreating and, 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 and 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 unacceptable behavior around the office at best. That's the guy they want out of anybody in the world. And, and they're me, and they're under the gun. They're under. They're losing games. Their their second best player is is promoting anti-Semitic movies and fighting with the media and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And their answer is bringing this guy. And he's still married, by the way. Bringing this guy and his wife. The wife who was there when he was cheating on her with one of his subordinates. Amazing decision by the, uh, by the Nets. Hasn't happened yet. We'll see if it does. There's a lot of blowback already. A lot of the New York papers, the tabloids are killing him. But yeah, let's do a refresher. This was Matt Barnes talking about uh, Ime Udoka. They won't come out and say it. And since I'm a part of the media now, and I try not to be like everyone else, uh, I try to, you know, Report and talk with facts and, and, and honesty. And I clearly have to say, last night, uh, without knowing all the facts, I spoke on Ime Udoka's defense. And after finding out the facts after I spoke, I erased what I posted because this situation in Boston is deep, it's messy, it's a hundred times uglier than any of us thought. And that's why I erased what I said. Uh, any more to that? Didn't you think at the time when he said that, boy, we are going to find out some stuff, some real graphic, ugly stuff about Ime. We didn't. For some reason, the media moved on. And now we're, we're talking about him taking over the Nets. Maybe this is Kevin Durant's choice. I don't know. But why would you take on that headache? Matt Barnes today, if he wanted to, could go on all the smoke with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, it could go on that show today and say, here's what I know. Here's what he did. Like he could do that 10 minutes after he signs a new deal with the Nets. Why would you want to take that kind of chance? Is he that great a coach? There's no one else out there who could do the job a hundred times uglier than we thought. 
what does that even mean? Oh, it's not good. I'll say that. We don't know what it means, but it's not good. And uh, they got enough trouble on their hands with Kyrie. Uh, I don't know why they want this, but good luck to them. That's the Nets. That's the Nets. Some teams, as I said, with the, uh, with the Bears and the Browns and the Panthers, some teams just have loser DNA and they never, and you can't escape it. The Nets have loser DNA. Uh, uh, but maybe, you know, maybe they'll all start digging all the New York guys, the New York tabloid writers, New York reporters, and we'll, line, we'll find out all that ugly stuff after he gets hired by the Nets. That'd be something. But uh, we don't have time to get to all the Kyrie stuff. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Kyrie is, uh, he's uh, always good for stepping in it. And uh, he's trying to defend himself for uh, promoting the Alex Jones tweets or Alex Jones posts and anti-Semitic movies. Always a good idea, isn't it? To promote a movie about that denies the Holocaust. (laughs) Great idea, Kyrie. God, did he go to Duke? I guess he only went for one year, but I always thought he was like kind of smart. He thinks he's the smartest person on the planet. That's true. That's true. He's, he's, He's not stupid, but he's not nearly as smart as he thinks he is or as savvy as he thinks he is. He's one of them. He's a superstar athlete and people listen to what he says. So he starts to believe everything he says is very profound and deep. And it's just not, it's not going to end well for him in Jersey either. He is in, in and while I respect him for not getting vaccinated and standing by his principles, he is losing his way with all this black Israelite stuff. That's, that's not going to work, especially in New York, but we will see how it goes. Good luck to the Nets and, uh, uh, I never, I never actually went over the polls. We'll do it tomorrow. The polls are looking good. A lot of red ink and the uh, real clear politics rundown. Uh, um, that Arizona race, Kelly is still up a point on the Masters. That worries me. But these are probably skewed. That's a uh, the that, uh, oh, that's a Fox News poll. Man, that's legit. We'll see what happens on election day. It's all about turnout. Get out there and vote. Get out there and vote for Caroline Levitt. Get out there and vote for General Don Balduck, even though Iron Ed doesn't know who he is. Vote for him on Tuesday. Would you do that for me, Iron Ed? I will vote. vote Excellent. Excellent. We'll, and uh, we'll see if we get him on. Iron Ed's working on it. He's, he's uh, working all his sources, all his connections, and trying to get the general to join us in the next few days. But uh, we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.